This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Welcome to our Squiz the Election series, your shortcut to the 2022 federal election. Earlier on, we took you on a spin around the grounds to get a sense of the vibe in each state and territory. It's now time to get specific about the key battlegrounds in this election. And today we're starting where the leaders have already spent a fair bit of time, and that's in northern Tassie home to the flip-flop seats of Bass and Braddon. While we're in the state, we're also going to give you some talking points so that you can impress your people on election night about the vote in Tasmania. I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. I know some people would feel sorry for the people of northern Tasmania for all the attention they get come federal election time. But Claire, I think I speak for both of us when I say I'm a little bit jealous because it really is where the leaders spend a lot of time campaigning. Yeah, and there's good reason for that. It's because the seats regularly change hands almost at every election. So the race is always on either to hold on to those seats or to try to win them. And at this election, it's the Liberals who are trying to retain them with late pushing for them to change hands again. Let's start with Bass. It's the most marginal seat that the Liberals hold. They have it by 0.4%. Its home base is Launceston. Basically, the electorate covers a slice of Tassie off the top right-hand side, or I guess I should say the northeastern side of the state. Yeah, if you want to be really technical about it and use those kind of directional terms. The local MP is Bridget Archer. She's been in the national spotlight in recent months for being at odds with her party on issues like an integrity commission and religious discrimination. She's a first-term MP. She won the seat last election from Labor's Ross Hart, who was also a first-term MP. Let's get to know them a little better because this election, it's really a rerun of the 2019 poll. Yeah, so Archer is Tasmanian born and bred. Uh, She spent most of her life in the electorate. She'll turn 47 years old in just a couple of days before polling day. Uh, But before she entered Parliament, she was the mayor of Georgetown, which is north of Devonport. Uh, She's married. She has five kids. She belongs to the moderate faction of the party. And as we've mentioned, those issues of integrity and politics are important to her. As for Ross Hart, he is also a lifelong member of the Taswegian Club. Yeah, he sure is. He's 61. He's a commercial lawyer. He's married with a son who's an adult now. Uh, And Ross is a member of the left faction of the Labor Party. One of the policy areas that he's talked about is ensuring that the rates of welfare payments uh, are enough, particularly for job seekers. So that's the two big party candidates. Now to some specifics about the seat itself. About three quarters of Bass voters live in the Launceston metropolitan area and they vote more closely to the national average than the rest of Tassie does. Yeah, when you look south of Bass and Braddon, Tasmania is a Labor state. Uh, Apart from independent Andrew Wilkie, who holds Clark, uh, he won that from Labor 12 years ago. So when you look at Tassie as a whole, it's been more supportive of Labor, the Greens and independents in the past. But in Bass, it's got more of an open mind towards the Liberals uh, and that's seen it closer to that national average. Uh, That has delivered a coalition government for seven of the last 10 elections. 
Claire, one thing I was interested in reading about was that it's one of the 35 federation seats that are left in Australia. So it's really one of the original seats in our first national parliament. Yeah, that's right. It's named for George Bass, who was the first European to find Tassie was separated from the mainland. And of course, the Bass Strait, that's also named after him. Betting odds are always interesting to look at for these races because they're an indicator about where people are willing to put their money on the result. In Bass, it's neck and neck. Let's take a look at Braddon next. So Braddon is the other part of the pair. It's another seat that Labor leader Anthony Albanese has named as one of the seven seats he reckons his party can pick up in his quest to win government. But Claire, Braddon is almost eight times safer for the Liberals than Bass. Well, it's held by the Liberals by a margin of 3.1%, which means that the Liberals won it by about 4,300 votes over Labor in 2019. Uh, The MP is Gavin Pearce. He's another first-term Liberal who's up for re-election. The difference with Bass this time around is that this election isn't a rerun of 2019. Labor's candidate is a guy called Chris Lynch. And he's a vocational skills teacher and youth worker who comes from the area. He's also been on Bernie Council and says he has a particular interest in social policy. Claire, tell us a little bit about the Liberals candidate who is another lifelong Northern Tasmanian. Yeah, this batch of real locals. So Gavin is a former soldier. Uh, He had 20 years in the army and served in East Timor. So he has a particular interest in the welfare of veterans. And he's a farmer. He's 54 years old. He's talked about losing his wife to cancer 13 years ago uh, when they had a son who was eight years old. Uh, He has since repartnered and they have a young daughter. Now, the cities of Burnie and Davenport are major population centres in Braddon. Across Bass and Braddon, agriculture and fishing are two big industries, which leads us to a notable independent candidate in Braddon. Yeah, his name is Craig Garland. He's a local fisherman who isn't much of a fan of either of the major parties. Uh, He's also against big commercial aquaculture companies, so uh, the likes of Huon and Petuna and Tazzle. He became a bit of a kingmaker for Labor when he got more than 10% of the first preference votes in a 2018 by-election in Braddon. That was held when Labor MP Justine Key was found to be a dual British citizen. So there's No sense this time around that he'll get that kind of support, but he's certainly a character to note. Character is right. He's a former footy player and he has his own fish and chip shop. Claire, what are the betting markets saying in Braddon? Yeah, almost exactly the same as in Bass. It's too close to call between the coalition and Labor. And in those two seats, that's where the race will be run between those major parties. All right. Is there anything else about Tassie we should know for this election? So Tassie is really hard for the Liberals. When you look back on the numbers, five of the last eight elections saw the Liberal Party failing to win any House seats in the state. Now, they've gone on still to win elections without any seats in Tasmania. So Tassie isn't essential for their overall chances. So two seats, if they lose Bass and Braddon, it's a lot for the coalition to lose in one spot. Yeah, of course, because if they lose Bass and Braddon, they have to win seats in other states and that is no easy task this time around. Yeah, exactly right. So the idea is that the Liberals do need to hold on to the seats that they have if they're going to be successful. But these are two seats that swing, so it is a hard ask. As for Labor, they are seats they see as obvious ones to go after. Low-hanging fruit, if you will. 
Yeah, exactly right. So that's why they've already had visits in this campaign, uh, including on day one of the campaign for Albanese. Braddon was where he made his unemployment and interest rate stumble. Gosh, doesn't that seem like a lifetime ago and also just as if it was yesterday? <laughs> exactly right. Okay, so that's Tassie Dunn and the two key seats of Bass and Braddon. I seem to remember that results come in pretty quickly from here on election night. Yeah, they do. And they can really set the tone for the night. If the swing is on in Braddon and Bass, the hares really start racing. If the swing is on, oh, we're getting to election talk. (laughs) It's all part of the fun. I know we can't wait for it. Thanks for listening to Squiz the Election. Remember, if you have any questions for us, send them in and we'll have a go at answering them on our Saturday podcast, Ask the Squiz. It's been a ton of fun so far. Yeah, it really has. And the questions have been so good. So please shoot through your questions. Send them to hello at thesquiz.com.au. That's all for now. Until next time. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. BHP. 